Campfire Gaming Podcast episode. I'm your host, Matt. This is a very exciting episode. This is our last episode of 2021. Uh, it's going to be jam-packed full of a whole bunch of exciting information, news, and awards because it's our Campies episode, as well as covering the Game Awards. So let's just kick it off here. So as I mentioned, holiday break coming up for us. You will see us back uh, let's see our first episode back of the new year will be on january 15th so we look forward to having you listen to our next episode there so uh, enjoy your holidays and thanks for listening this year we'll see you in the next year uh you can also find our our uh, our website and socials at campfiregamingpodcast.com uh, we have our discord our twitter instagram all that fun stuff come say hi Come follow, like, subscribe. You know how the social stuff works. Um, and we keep pimping the Discord just because we love chatting with all you. It was a little quiet this week, but I think we were all a little busy. But now we got the announcement. Now that we got the announcements and social stuff out of the way, I'd like to introduce two very special people, Chris and Rich. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing okay. Yeah. Doing good, man. How are you? You excited for this? Uh, excited to get into the campies? I am excited. We got a lot uh, to talk about. We had a lot of fun doing this last year. Um, It's going to be a little bit different this year because I think the way we did last year was like top games and stuff from the last 10 years. Yeah, we we had a unique opportunity to do games of the decade, which was awesome. So we went back through. Yeah, we went back through games of, you know, over 10 years to kind of pick apart what games we wanted to give campies to. So we're not doing trophy. Yeah, we're not doing the decade again this time around, and we had to get a little bit of create a little bit creative because uh, we're not full time journalists or anything like that, so we can't play every new game this year. So, yeah, look forward to that. We'll we'll get into that shortly. But for now, we're going to kick it off with the Game Awards that happened uh, as of recording last Thursday. So, uh, yeah, it was interesting. It was fun. It was three hours long, um, just jam packed like jam packed full of trailers. And occasionally they sprinkled in some some awards. So, but uh, I guess I guess jump into it. You guys have any initial comments about the game awards before we get into some of the excitement, exciting trailers that were showed off? Uh, nothing other than like there was a lot of trailers. That there was. Yeah, there yeah. was a ton of stuff yeah. in the, at the game awards. Uh, this was like three and a half hours long or something like that. It was long. Clocked in just over three hours, and and that's not with the three, the thirty-minute, forty-five-minute pre-show too. Oh yeah, yeah, and then yeah, there was that three thirty-minute pre-show. Yeah, which did you guys watch that one? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Football hadn't started yet, so yeah, yeah. (laughs) So so video game stuff, but right. So yeah, I went through and watched some of the pre-show stuff. They gave away a couple of awards. I mean, they didn't do a lot of like the you know bring them out of the audience which i thought was kind of weird because at first i thought i was watching the game awards and they were like and the you know winner of best whatever goes to such and such and the dude like was already on the stage with a microphone i'm like wow that was script like he must already knew he won mm-hmm. <laughs> like he didn't have to get up from the audience or anything 
I was like, yeah. wow. Yeah, the if you notice, but too, no, that the was all scripted. The pre-show, the whole like, was it Microsoft Theater or whatever it is, was like pretty empty. That like even yeah. the crowd wasn't there. Well, so COVID restrictions are still pretty heavily in place. So, but right, but they also hadn't seated anybody yet yeah. at that time for the pre-show. Mm-hmm. Because then once like the whole show happens, you start seeing like the audience yeah. is filled. Like that stadium is actually filled out, and everybody yeah. was all excited to be back in the same room again. A lot of a lot of random people. I spotted a few people in the crowd, like Tim Schaefer and Phil Spencer, and uh, uh, oh shoot, who was the other one? There was another one I recognized, but yeah, no, it was a good time. Good time. But uh, yeah, the pre-show was about thirty minutes long. There wasn't a ton of information uh, there, um, and just kind of to set up how we're going to go through this. There was a ton. There was, I, it was like like we said, uh, over three hours long between the pre uh, pre show and the main show. Tons of trailers. We're not going to cover every single trailer that was shown. Uh, we kind of are going to give you the highlights, um, and then just recommend to go watch the full three and a half hours because we don't want this episode to be three and a half hours long. So uh, longer just, than that. Yeah, I know the way we talk and and go through things. So. But uh, as far as kind of some trailers that were shown off in the pre-show that were kind of, to me, some of the highlights uh, were the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game, which, I mean, I, I kind of knew right when they did the, I don't is that the squeaky door? I don't even, there's a sound effect that's associated with that, 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 that movie. And I heard, I'm like, oh, it's a Texas Chainsaw Massacre game. So I'm excited uh, to kind of see what that is. Hopefully it's not one of those like 4v1 is it uh, what's that oh. i thought it is isn't it supposed is to be an asymmetric is i thought oh. it's from the i could be mistaken but i swear it's from the team that actually did the friday the 13th game it could be well it could be interesting i didn't know who the developers are of this yeah. who did who did so who did do this game or who is doing this game who is doing it? Yeah. We, better let, we better let the people know because I know Dan will be excited to hear too. So, well, like Gun Media, Gun Media Interactive, that seems like well, that's one of the names coming up here. Yeah, no, I don't they're know. The, they're the primary developer. Yeah. So, I mean, we didn't get a whole lot of gameplay. It was more or less just a teaser. CGI. Yeah, CGI teaser trailer. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing fancy. Which I think, mm, yeah, uh, we had a mix throughout the show of CGI, like, and in-game stuff. So it varied. Yep. It varied uh, on game. It, if a game was coming out soon or already out, there was a lot of in-game stuff. They, you know? um, they are behind Friday the 13th. Oh, bummer. I was hoping to be a... People who did Friday the 13th. Yeah. Okay. That was actually pretty well regarded outside of some tech issues and then licensing issues. Right. Because, just... yeah, then um, not too long after that is when Dead by Daylight came out. And that's what kind of blew it out of the water you yeah. know, with that 5v1 sort of... Or 5v1. the 4v1. I, still think... I just want to... Uh, a God of War style Texas Chainsaw Massacre game. You can upgrade you your chainsaw. Like, slay people. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the I other mean, kinda... there's a game kind of like that coming out, but we'll we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, one of the other kind of highlight trailers I'd say from the pre-show was uh, uh, a game based off a show, based off a book, um, The Expanse. Um, the reason I kind of thought that was interesting was it's uh, I believe Telltale Games' first game back from being shut down and then reopened yes uh they finished the game if i remember correctly or finished an update to one of the walking dead games but yeah this is their first like full from back yeah their their john wick moment you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) everybody keeps asking if i'm back uh but yeah uh so that was kind of the pre-show nothing too exciting there do you want to talk about the 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 
one of the awards there, Richard? Or do we want to just save all that till till after. Um, I see. I don't remember. So a couple of the awards that, like, they did them really, really quick. So they they weren't like you know they get the card out and like read the thing. It was more so just I don't remember who it was who was hosting the pre-show, but she basically just said, oh, and the award for you know best esports athlete or something like that goes to simple all right i know who simple is um i don't know if you guys are you guys probably don't know who simple is not a clue um yeah so a couple of those were like you know they did best esports team which was navi for csgo um simple um who i think is also a navi as well for uh for csgo um he was the best esports athlete the best esport event which was the League of Legends World Finals. That's pretty obvious. It's like out of the list there, it was going to be either um, that or the International, which I don't know if the International has kind of maintained its popularity. I mean, it's Dota is a huge game across the world. So, I mean, it's no surprise that the International is a big event, but compared to the World Finals, there's a lot more showmanship, I guess, to the World Finals. I've been to the World Finals myself. It's very fun. Um and then yeah, the, the Reddit pick for Game of the Year, which was Resident Evil Village, one of our book clubs, and potentially a winner of a campy. Who knows? Yeah. We'll never know. Mm-hmm. At least not for another 30, 40 minutes. So. <laughs> right. But yeah, it was but... a bunch of those that were kind of like that in like kind of rapid succession. It'd be like two of those awards, go to a trailer. Two of those awards, go to a trailer. Yep. And and that was that was the pre-show. And like they kind of basically continued that into the main show. Um, you know, it was just like trailer, 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 trailer. They picked like, like five or six like main awards that they actually had somebody come up on stage and say something and, you know, maybe have like the game awards orchestra play something. But for the most mm-hmm. part, there was a lot of that like, oh, and this this game won this, this and this and this. You even heard it for one or two of the awards that were given out. It's like, oh, this game won best narrative and it also won blah, 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 blah. You know, yep. so it was yeah, we can get into our thoughts about uh, about the, the show here in a little bit, but uh, that's kind of how it was set up. It was, again, mostly just it was a three and a half hours of trailers with some some awards sprinkled in there. So mm-hmm. but uh, as far as the the main show, we did get a little bit of excitement that wasn't like it's game related, but it's more about movies uh, or series and two, right. uh, two trailers that were shown off related to a movie or a series um, that I thought was pretty important was one Sonic 2. I don't know if you guys saw Sonic One. Mm-hmm. It's pretty I good. I didn't. I didn't, but I heard it was good. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. solid. Yeah. <laughs> Once they fix that horrific Sonic that was yeah. originally supposed to be. Which they it. did joke about during the game awards. They had the, the voice actor for Sonic come out and he poked a couple of uh made a couple of jokes on the uh yeah. On the, the community's feedback towards the the original iteration yeah. of Sonic, which was pretty funny. Yeah, so I'm glad they made that change because the movie itself mm-hmm. was pretty good. So I'm mm-hmm. excited to see the second one here. Yeah, but we also got, I mean, we got like a cool little video from Jim Carrey. We got um, a little bit, you know, we got to see the trailer. We found out that, you know, we have Idris Elba as Knuckles, which actually from the trailer actually sounds pretty cool. Like he sounds like he's doing a pretty good job as Knuckles. So that'll be pretty fun. Yeah, I'm actually kind of excited. It looks like a good movie. Yeah, should be fun. Yep. The other big, big uh, kind of trailer we got, and we knew this one was coming though, uh, was the Halo TV series from from Paramount and Steven Spielberg and Microsoft. And yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> what'd you guys think about that? We still didn't see a lot. Yeah, it was a teaser. We yeah. didn't get we didn't get much into it. We saw a couple of interesting shots, 
you know, like a couple of close up on some faces. I, one of them, I'm guessing, is Dr. Halsey. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. The I think blonde. I know what you're talking about. Yep. Yeah. Blonde and Halsey. Halsey. Yep. And then we got a couple of good looks of some Spartan armor, a good action shot of the, of the chief. A couple of good, like, landscape shots of something. I, I hope they do a little bit of work. His armor looks like plastic. It kind of got to me a little bit. Yeah, it kind of looks like video game armor. Mm -hmm. When is mm -hmm. this? Isn't supposed to? Well, they didn't put a date other than twenty twenty two on it, have they? Correct. Yeah. 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 So if this is mid or late twenty twenty two, they'll. I mean, they have time. I think they. Yeah, they have time to kind of do you know post post processing, post effects, or whatever. Whatever you know, whatever they do to touch things up after. Mm -hmm. after it, I mean, so. that's going to be the real big challenge of it, right? Is how do you make some of the video game stuff not look like chintzy and video gamey mm -hmm. in a real in a real live action setting it's kind of hard well it at least it didn't remind me of like a, a sci-fi show not that all sci-fi shows are bad like but the like, resident evil movie oh, or yeah. like a resident evil yeah initial Where initial impressions yeah sci-fi channel yeah. show got it yeah 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 yeah. Yep. yeah yeah so my hopes there uh we'll we'll see how the the story and everything plays out Mm -hmm. I already have a little nitpick, but I was talking to my roommate who's a big Halo nerd. He said, oh, they, they retcon that uh, early, early on Spartans were all supposed to have the same armor so that like if stuff gets damaged in battle and one goes down or something, you could easily interchange stuff. But mm -hmm. like the Spartans in the show have different, different armor. So just small little nitpick, but apparently it's been retconned and that's not true anymore. Thanks 343, but I'm excited. <laughs> And that wasn't the last of like the trailers that we got either because we got a little bit of the stuff from the matrix as well with the matrix coming up in a couple of weeks it's the 22nd yep. which i am very excited for i i do really want to see what the fourth matrix movie brings but uh they they revealed the uh the matrix experience and gave a little bit of insight into some of the trailer um that was kind of neat got a little video from keanu and mm -hmm. and uh carrie ann moss <laughs> Although Carrie Ann Moss looks like she would like, she was like super bored. Yeah, she did she like, kinda, she kind of looked like she didn't really was like, all right, let's just like, let's get this over with. She was, she was the whole Marshawn Lynch type thing. You know, yeah, I'm just yeah. here to so get, it was so probably don't get contract. So she, she well, had to show up. She was in the experience, which is really well done and an excellent showcase of Unreal 5. But um, yeah, I'm sure it was part of the contract. Like, you're obligated, you have to do it. Hey, you know what? I can't wait till I see either one of them on Hot Ones. So I'm just throwing oh. that one out there. Mm. Someone's going to be doing the circuit. I hope. They should do it together. That would be kind of cool. But I think the season's over. At least over. Keanu. There's always they ended, yeah, they ended the season with Tom Holland, so I don't know. Yeah, We might not get that, unfortunately. Who knows? Anyway. Maybe they'll. Maybe he'll be the one to kick it off next year. But Maybe. But yeah, so those were kind of some movie and TV show trailers, and they had a couple others sprinkled in there as well, like we said with the Matrix and stuff. But as far as game trailers, some of the kind of the big hitters uh, that were shown were, I guess the first big one for me was Hellblade 2. That was kind of, wasn't technically a book club, but that was kind of one of our first forays into the, the realm of book club episodes. And uh, yeah, they showed off Hellblade 2, Senua's Saga, this is running an Unreal Engine 5, and it was gameplay. It looked great. So I'm excited for this one. Looks I didn't play the original. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't play the original. I wasn't there for the oh. uh, when they did the playthrough of that. I was um, 
I think it's I on Game what Pass. I doing. No, I think it's you guys just game. you guys just kind of wanted to play it, and I was doing something else. I yep. wasn't in that episode. Though. That predates me, but yep. No, it looks fantastic. No, so, Rich, you should play it. Okay, you should play it. I'll, I'll get around to it one of these days. Yep. So the the next big game, which I was very surprised to see this, and we were chatting on Discord while this happened, and I, Chris and I were like, "What is this game? What is this game?" We knew it was a Star Wars game, but we're like, "Oh, is it Kotor?" And I'm sitting there that I forgot they showed they uh, it was like Federation ships. I'm like, "No way, this is well, this is Kotor." Yeah, and you saw Yoda or one of his species sitting at a window. It's like, yeah, no way, yeah, no way. Yeah. this doesn't work. Yeah, but early on, it was like a whole bunch of new stuff. We're like, "What is?" And I, yeah, I, that crossed my mind too. Was Kotor? No, it's Star Wars Eclipse. So this was a mm-hmm. rumored game. For from Quantic Dreams, uh, best known for games like Detroit and Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls, um, it's it's they're they're working on a Star Wars game and it's apparently going to be an action shooter type game. Such a change. Um, which is <laughs> yeah, I was gonna uh, say compared to the games you just listed, that is very very different from Quantic Dream and and Beyond Two Souls. It's it's going to be yeah. I'm I'm very interested to see. I, this is a few years out, I think still. Um, from the sounds of it uh so but i'm excited to learn more because the trailer was awesome um and it looks really cool and if if, you know who knows if the shooter action shooter stuff is gonna hit as far as gameplay but if they can at least do the whole like quantic dreams good storytelling now i'm not saying all the divergent paths like the pick your own adventure stuff but like just good storytelling i'm excited for Mm -hmm. i'm excited for this but Next one that was kind of a surprise. I don't remember hearing rumors of of this one was uh, Wonder Woman by Monolith. They're the the makers of games such as Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor, and Shadow of War. So, just CGI trailers. So we don't like. Yeah. I didn't see anything for what time of game type of game it would be. So, just an uh, announcement trailer. Mm-hmm. But it looked cool, I guess, for an, a teaser. It's good pedigree from the studios. So here's hoping I. I don't. I don't know. I. I mean, with their pedigree, I don't know what kind of game this is going to be because Wonder Woman doesn't kind of lend to like. Here's a big open area, go fight things. Like that's not really her story. So I don't know how this plays. We got Quantic Dreams making an action shooter, and we got Monolith making uh, who knows Wonder right. Woman yeah. game. So dogs you know. and cats getting along, <laughs> mass hysteria. Um, Chris, do you want to bring in the next one? I know this one. I'll let you. I'll let you announce this one. I mean, this is a game I've been waiting for for oh my god, ten years, something like that now. Um, Alan Wake Two from uh, Remedy Entertainment, the studio that obviously brought us Alan Wake, um, Quantum Dreams, and our book club game Control. Um, and they're making it slightly differently than they did before. I while they are bringing back the the actor oh god how do you the body the actor and the voice actor of uh Alan Wake they're going full on survival horror as opposed to the psychological thriller that the old school one is so I'm, that part kind of freaks me out a little bit but I'm still excited to see what they do I love Remedy Yeah yeah I was going I was wondering what your opinion on that was going to be just because they're kind of different it's genres. Yeah, it's definitely it's, a different style, but I could see how you could do it with the Alan Wake series. So sure. Did you jump at the jump scare? Oh yeah. <laughs> I jump at jump scares. It's just a thing. 
There's a reason why I, I don't play a lot of horror games. I, I still need to, I need to play the Island Lake remaster. Just never, October through December has been so busy, mm-hmm. but maybe the new year I'll pick it up and uh, get through it. But yeah, no, that was exciting. I knew once I saw that come up, I'm like, oh, Chris is just, I was over there. So cheering. excited. The football game got shut off completely and I was just <laughs> watching Alan Wake and then Sam Lake himself was there. Yep. <sighs> Mr. Max Payne himself. Well, oh, the old Max Payne, not the last Max Payne. <laughs> Good news all around there. So uh, the next one, which was, I'll, I'll be honest, I only put this in here for one reason, because it confirms that both Bloober Team and the original director of Silent Hill um, are not making a new Silent Hill game. Um, this game called Slitter Slitterhead by Boca Games. Uh, there's just been rumors all years that either mm-hmm. the original game director of Silent Hill or Bloober Team, or both of them were working on a new Silent Hill. And Bloober Team... With the of, composer of the Silent Hill yeah. soundtrack, you know. So it was just... We could finally put those... Room, not saying there isn't a new Silent Hill in development, but Bloober Team and the original director of Silent Hill are not involved in it. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But otherwise, the game just looked weird. Just, hey, and Silent Hill fans, don't lose hope yet. All right? If you're like me... Maybe that, you know, so they had Guillermo del Toro on briefly to talk about his movie. I don't even remember what the movie was. Nightmare Alley. He was yeah. on to talk about Nightmare Alley just shortly after that trailer revealed. But he's like, you know, I would like to see another Silent Hill. I don't know. Another Silent Hill would be kind of cool. And I'm like, that looks like a hint. That That'd might be, be a great. hint. Let's hold out hope. <laughs> see if we can get another Silent Hill because I, too, would like another Silent Hill. I think there's still rumors floating around for remasters too so i'm sure there will be yeah yeah but didn't i i can't remember if it was the director or if it was hideo kojima that said how do you remaster that game like he couldn't figure out how you would pull it off but i don't know here's hoping it'd be cool they'll uh find a way hopefully (laughs) we got a little teaser for another cgi trailer for Gollum: the untold story Honestly, there wasn't a lot of information here other than Gollum kind of running around and it looked like he's going to use stuff in the environment to kill orcs or, or sneak around or something. So, mm-hmm. Like a like a stealth kill orcs game? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not voiced by Andy Serkis. That's, nope. Bummer. You lost me. It's yeah. a bummer. <laughs> Probably didn't have enough money to bring him in right. for that. So. Yeah, that's not cheap anymore. I still want to be sold on the game. Like, like I want, like I want to see gameplay to understand it more. Cause we just get little bits here and there of like very story centric, you know, kind of sneak around through exciting spots in middle earth. But it's kind of like you have the choice. I think of killing like orcs or, or whatever to get through or do a sneaky route. And not, but, so yeah. Knows? Cause I mean like, that's kind of what, um, that's kind of what the trailer alluded to a little bit is that, you know, he was the Gollum was essentially arguing with himself to kill the orc or not to kill the orc. And so when he killed the orc, the helmet kind of rolls off the orc's hel- uh, rolls off the orc's head and it um, bangs around and then attracts attention from a whole bunch of other orcs where he had to like dump the lava on them. And so it was like, oh, like maybe that kind of involves some of the gameplay a little bit. Like you'll have to, you know, make choices like that to kind of affect the gameplay, which could be really cool. Like, especially yeah, if, just, if you're doing more of a stealth game, I struggle on what a story is for him. Like that his character didn't really have anything going on when what the Hobbit rolls around. Like he has just been here. 
So I don't know. Sneaking around orcs. He wasn't always in the caves there under the. As someone who has never read the books outside of like maybe three chapters and then I got bored and only saw the movies, which I fell asleep. I am fairly sure he stayed there the whole time. He killed his friend and he lived in a cave story. That's just (laughs) for a very long time. That works. I'm okay (laughs) with that. (laughs) Uh, So along with the Sonic movie, Sonic two movie trailer, we also got a little bit of news on the new Sonic game. It is in fact called Sonic frontiers and looks very much like an open world Sonic game, which could be fun. Or could I don't be know. Just, I don't know. It'll be interesting. To be honest, a lot of it looked like there, like the the world was kind of designed with like a track in mind. Like some of those bigger worlds looked like there was like you know, very directed pathways that you would probably end up running in. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time believing that they would make like a purely open world game where you right. can move that fast and not be able to like control. But it could be really fun to move around that fast and not be able to control it very well. I don't know. Find out when the game comes out. Mm-hmm. Could be fun. Just a brief trailer. Uh, we got another uh, interesting trailer from Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Looks like uh, they were kind of taking on evil looking. Fl- I'm not super familiar with DC stuff. Do you guys know comic book wise, like what's going on there uh, with like evil a little Superman bit. and Flash, purple eyed things? Brainiac is, it looks like. It kind of depends on what route they're actually going, because if they're going where Brainiac is the actual villain and he's infected, I don't know what it's technically called. I just know he can control people. So if they're going that route, then that's what's going on with the Flash. But I believe, and I could be wrong, and I'm sure someone will correct me, um, Injustice is about Superman beating Brainiac and then taking that ability. So it could be that route. Mm, okay. And that's why Superman's the bad, the kind of the big bad. But hmm. I don't know. There's still, I feel like there's a lot we really don't know about the story, which honestly might be for the best. But we kind of got a lot of cuts to gameplay and stuff. So it could be interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm curious if you'll be like jumping around between the different kind of, or if that was just the trailer kind of showing right, off. everything just a separate like, mission or. Yeah. Or is there like kind of during a battle you do that kind of hot swapping between mm-hmm. characters and I could see that. They did yeah. the they did that for GTA. Like yeah. GTA five where you kind of bounce between the different people, have to do something quick and then you bounce to somebody yeah. else. Yeah. yeah. It'll be, so interesting. It be interesting. Yeah, I'm that'd excited. be kinda cool. Yeah. And I'm I'm usually always interested when there's something that comes from uh Rocksteady there. So I was gonna say they I mean Arkham, the whole Arkham series was a blast. So I'm glad we finally get something new from them. Yeah, I love that series. It was so fun. But, uh, Warhammer Space Marine 2 was shown off. It seems like that was really excited, exciting for Warhammer fans, right, Rich? That's true. That's you very to, true. Yeah. You play Space Marine 1? Yes, I have not played the original. So now I really want to play the original because uh, it looks basically just like because I hadn't I hadn't seen or heard much about Space Marine originally. Um, I hadn't become a Warhammer fan until this year. So this summer is when I picked up Warhammer. And funny enough, I ended up picking up Space Marines as my army of choice. And then funny enough, uh, 
of the space marine chapters of course i do i did lean towards ultramarines at least that's how i am playing my space marines currently so the blue guys so i was uh really excited when i saw the trailer and then i saw like you know the 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 blue like feet land on the pavement or whatever and they get their chain swords out and they're just like ripping through tyranids i was like oh my god this looks awesome this is exactly what i want right now and so they did show off a little bit of gameplay with it too. So you got like some hack and slash and some shooty and I'm all for it, man. That's why uh, I really want to play the, uh, the original to see what man. I think his name is like captain Titus or something like that. Came out 10 years ago. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. People been, apparently it's like, it's supposedly really, really good. And so I'm really interested to try it now. And fans were really, really excited to get their hands on another uh, space Marine game. So it looks like it's going to be sick. You'll have to tell me what you think of the first one when you get through it. Maybe yeah, I'll it's on sale it on Steam right now. Yeah, I might pick it up. I, I don't need more games. <laughs> Come on, man. You always that is not that is not a real statement. You always need more games. <laughs> Especially on Steam. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's on sale. It's only what three bucks? Probably uh three twenty nine. Fifteen. Yeah, something like that. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, I was I was surprised. Like I think the space marine is like still 60 bucks on steam normally interesting that's crazy yeah who, who yeah. else does that like it's still 60 bucks Why that's like an activision i was gonna say activision bucks. loves to keep call of duty full price or Published really sega. high yeah sega owns most of that yeah relic entertainment i do like relic mm. original devs of homeworld and Company of Heroes. Also true, which mm-hmm. I do realize we don't have that in here, but we did get a our first uh, peek at the Homeworld series, the Homeworld 3. That's true, was, which was kind of cool. Yeah. I was sad we didn't get any teases of Randy Pitchford. No, the Borderlands movie's going to be great, guys. <laughs> so Homeworld's coming. Wasn't there. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, good times. Um, yeah, so uh, this next game, they, again, kind of just a CGI trailer. We don't know much about it, but it's a RTS game based uh, called Dune Spice Wars, so based on Dune. So I don't play a ton of RTSs anymore, but I'd be interested to get into this one if it seems uh, seems pretty good. So I don't know if it's necessarily an RTS because they describe it as um, a 4X a, game. Yeah, it's a 4X, yeah. Yeah, which is more like a Civ. Civ is a 4X game. The original Dune game was an uh, RTS, completely based off of uh, the old Command and Conquer engine. Really? Yeah. I'd never played it. Yeah, Westwood Studios de- uh, developed it, and it literally looks like a reskin. Oh wow! Rip. I mean, I think that like switching it over to a 4X game actually sounds like it, a really cool idea, though. I I think it works for the. Uh, yeah, I would say it works for the concept. I mean. It doesn't, it probably will fill in or maybe will lose some of the people that just know it from the movies. But if you've read the books, I'm sure it'll be like really make a lot of sense to you. Mm. Yeah. So I guess like, yeah, an RTS or 4X could do like what would I think do a good job with the Dune universe. Mm-hmm. So I guess what if I missed a miss, I thought it was RTS. I, so I missed the, the 4X note, I guess. Who lets me? Who lets me put these notes into? I don't know, man. Were you, were you even watching the? Were you watching no, the game? I don't ones? think I was. But yeah, I mean, I've seen it. Uh, I've seen a couple of really good games as um, 4X besides Civ. I mean, and funny enough, even though I just 
bought a uh, a Warhammer game that was also a 4X game. It was super super good. Is it so. the Total War one? No, it's oh. um Oh god, I already forgot what it was called. Just goes to show you how much I've been playing it. <laughs> no, but it was um uh Gladius. Warhammer Gladius. Oh, right, right, right. I think I own that one somehow somewhere. Yep. On some it's system. So deep in your your Steam library. Yeah, I had to go, wait, wait, I had to go for search to for play that one because I couldn't remember what the subtitle of that was. But yes, that is also a 4X game, which is pretty cool. Uh, another exciting uh, uh, sequel to a book club game that we had. It was our very first one this year. Uh, mm -hmm. A Plague Tale Requiem. So the sequel. Uh, there was a good trailer shown with that. Looks mm -hmm. like the rats are back. Um, I'm curious if it's being made in Unreal Engine 5. I don't remember Probably. seeing an announcement for it, but it looked really nice. Uh, it didn't look like it was Unreal 4. It looked like um, something a little nicer, So, uh, which I'm pretty sure the first game was made in Unreal 4. But anyways, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I really enjoyed the first game. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited to see what uh, Amicia and uh, this little kid's name. Anyways, their journey. What's the little, little boy's name? He just gave up on it. Is the little boy. Yeah. Uh, Lucas is still in the game. Yeah, yep. he did Amicia not go Lucas. away. There you yep. go. I'm excited to see where Amicia. Lucas and isn't the brother, though. I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah. Lucas isn't the brother. He's the apothecary. Hugo, by the way, is the <laughs> name of the little boy. There you go. <laughs> but Amicia, she's got some upgrades too. She's she's all strapped with a crossbow now. No mm -hmm. more sling. I'm excited oh, for this one. Hopefully, she has a sling still. I don't know. Hopefully they, she has a sling and a crossbow. She'll have the crossbow to start. She'll lose it at some point, and then she'll have to go back to the sling as like the throwback kind of God of War style callback. What if instead of the bowstring, she uses the sling? Sling as the... And as, yeah. Hmm. I, I mean, honestly, it's an upgrade. I... It's an upgrade you can buy, right? I mean, I'm just excited. I hope we get more rat tornadoes. So. Oh, God. <laughs> I want more rat tornadoes. As ridiculous as that was, that Put was the Unreal Five engine to the test. Yep. Yes, Let's please. I don't know a ton about this game, but we finally got it. Finally surfaced again, and we have a release date. Crossfire X, like the single player story, developed by Remedy, uh, is coming coming February tenth. So could be mm -hmm. interesting. Could be fun. Yep. Yeah. So. My understanding: the multiplayer part that's already out it's not really huge here it's bigger overseas is my yeah. understanding yes. yeah it's huge in uh asian markets okay. yeah it's like like the counter well probably even bigger than the counter strike of here holy crap okay yeah it's massive bad like bigger than halo bigger than counter strike like crossfire is big bigger than fork fight bigger than fork fight yeah that's a wow okay yeah, because I think if you go back and look at some of the, um, oh, it, the, there's a website that kind of tracks how much money that some of like the top earners have made. Crossfire is always in the top ten, easily in the top ten mm -hmm. for for earners of the year. I'm gonna guess it's a ten cent game. I don't remember if it was a was it ten cent or Nexon. So, part of me wants to say Nexon, but it might be ten cent. Um, 
And this is not to be confused with the crossfire game where you shoot the little marbles at little. Uh... <laughs> See, that's what threw me off. Is I was expecting yeah. that smile oh, yeah. gate. <laughs> no. I yeah. think they're the ones. Are they the ones that do the multiplayer side? Yeah. Yeah, they're the um, multiplayer side. So this is what happens, folks, when we don't talk ahead of time. We just kind of discuss things in the moment. You get to see us research. Yeah. Yep. That's okay. SE is what I can find. I don't know what that means. Oh, must be they do it themselves. In my 15 seconds looking, I did not see whether Smilegate was partially owned by Tencent or not, or owned, fully owned. By... Smilegate does its own publishing. That's it. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, they're the ones doing it. Cool. Now well, there you know. go. And but yeah. a big now game you know. and the single Smile player Gate. size. They yes. do do. Yep. Smilegate does do it. Cool. I'm excited yep. to uh, remedy and Smilegate. I'm intrigued, knowing Remedy's storytelling, mm -hmm. to at least see what happens with it. Yeah. I have played a little bit of the multiplayer, and it is pretty fun. I have to at some point. It's Not like something I sink a lot of time into because sure. i play a lot of other shooters like splitgate and halo say, but there's an, too many other and, shooters on the market mm -hmm. but speaking of shooters this next game actually could be pretty cool yeah arc raiders arc raiders arc what did i say that i just repeated what you said oh, it's arc raiders yeah. yeah you're right arc raiders new new <laughs> new game from embark <laughs> yeah uh, free to play cooperative action shooter this looks this is where all your battlefield devs went. Yeah. This could be interesting. It was just mm -hmm. a group of people fighting these huge mechs. And getting missiles shot at them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Again, it was just, yeah. No no gameplay from what I could tell, but... Not that we knew of. Yeah. But yeah. We knew this was coming because we, we talked about Embark the other week. So, um, mm -hmm. so it's exciting we actually got to see a little tease of their upcoming game. So... Yes, we did. But uh, yeah, any other any other announcements, trailers, or anything I missed there? I, again, I I, we we missed a lot, but I mean, like you know, any any uh, any that kind of standouts standouts that you guys noticed, Dan? Um, there were just a couple that I thought were kind of cool looking, but I didn't feel like. I mean, like Evil West, I thought kind of looked cool. Um, the one I felt that came out of like left field was Among Us VR because yeah. I mean, I'm actually kind of excited about I'm that. I'm intrigued, mm -hmm. but I have a gut feeling that that'll be a game that'll get me to jump because I'll be working on something and all of a sudden turn. Ah! Yep. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. Um, oh, the Night Matrix Gale, experience. I thought looked cool. Matrix experience was. Who didn't put that down? The Matrix ex was experience was cool. It's it's a lot of fun. It's free on Xbox. And Is it on PC? If I remember. I downloaded oh. it, but I haven't tried it yet. Yeah, and I didn't. Um... I didn't even highlight this one, but I liked it. Um, the the Cuphead DLC. Oh, right. That's going to be awesome. Yep. I'm so excited for that. I love Cuphead. I really like how they did that one. Yeah. yeah DLC <laughs> Island. Mm -hmm. Delicious yeah. last course. Yep. It's very well I like their, their advertising. Yep. It's good stuff. Mm -hmm. For a ridiculously difficult game, they advertise really well. That's yes. I, I really want to play because it looks so cool, like Cuphead in general. But everybody says it's super hard, and it's, I, I have I have no patience for it. That's a big reason I don't play Dark Souls or, yeah, or get frustrated you, at some other stuff occasionally. You could like, it's funny because like it's not hard in the fact that the stuff that you do is super challenging. It's that 
the stuff that you run into is super simple that you always know that it's because you screwed up mm-hmm. is why you died. Like yeah. you mm-hmm. never feel like the game cheats you for being hard. Mm-hmm. But yes, they're like, if you don't have the patience, you might break a controller or two. Well, I've never broken one. So maybe I should play it and see if I do end up breaking one. So just don't yep. use your halo one. My, my, my master chief yep. elite series two. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that was all, uh, I think, the trailers we want to talk about. Did you uh, want to take over for the awards there, Rich? Sure. So, yeah. So the the main reason why we watched all this stuff, not just for trailers, but there are also awards involved in this game awards ceremony. Um, some of these kind of surprising. Some of them not so much. Um, thankfully, this year, um, the Last of Us Part Two did not win like every single award. We did have a little bit of variety. But the thing that was interesting is that these went really quick. So we'll go mm-hmm. through these pretty quick because there's a lot of categories. Um, I'll go through some of the some of the easier or not the easier ones, but some of the, the the less important ones, and then we can kind of break into this. So like best community support, Final Fantasy 14 online. I don't think that one was very surprising. Um They've been maintaining that game ever since it flopped back in the early 2010s and then resurrected itself. And mm-hmm. the community heralds it as, you know, a, a, an achievement of a live service game, including, you know, my old roommate. He still plays it today. Um, best mobile game, Genshin Impact. Uh, best VR was the Resident Evil 4 VR experience. Um, best action game was Returnal. Best action adventure was Metroid Dread. I'm sure Mike is really happy about that. Best role playing, Tales of Arise. Uh, best fighting game, Guilty Gear Strive. Uh, best family game, It Takes Two. I did find that a little funny because it's about a divorce. Um, <laughs> best sports and racing game, Forza Horizon 5. I'm sure that one's a pretty easy one to win. Yeah. Best sim strategy, Age of Empires 4. Given the list that they had for runner-ups, that was a pretty easy one to take. Uh, best multiplayer, It Takes Two was a little surprised by that one because there was quite a few big multiplayer games that came out this year that, to be fair, that game was really good. I, I did play it. Hmm. Um, uh, best esports game, League of Legends, debatable. Um, <laughs> uh, we all know it's in- Fork Fight, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, best indie game, Kenna Bridge of Spirits. Did you guys get surprised by that? It also won best debut indie. I felt like I got spoiled on that one. They did a they did a spoiler on that one. I yeah, I felt like that one was a little surprising. Which I wonder. I feel like that's a fairly recent one, wasn't it? Like it maybe yeah, only came only out. two months ago or something. Like yeah, that. so it, it's one that kind of hit the right time, which is the issue with indie games. If you don't come out at the right time, you're going to get forgotten about pretty quickly. That's true. Or if you come out too early. Yeah. Yeah. The, the game looks really cool. I didn't know oh, it was yeah. an indie studio. Like, I just thought it was. No, I, I thought mean, they had a, a yeah. good publisher behind them, but it, I, apparently I'm wrong. Yeah. No, it looked like a cool game. I remember being announced uh, E3 2020 and then obviously showed off a little more this year. Looked like a fun game if you own a. If you're one of the probably maybe 10 or 11 people now that have a PS5. <laughs> right. We are growing. We are. Slowly. Well, I shouldn't say we. I don't have one. I was going to say, you don't have one. That's true. I still haven't been able to get one yet. So, um, so, I saw a joke 
they announced those new color face plates that you can, so you can replace yeah. your uh, your PS5. And I saw somebody in the comments go like, "Great, now I'm gonna go buy a set of these." So it feels like I have a PlayStation, oh, even though I don't. <laughs> um, some of the last ones, some of the bigger awards were uh, innovation and accessibility, presented by Chevrolet. Um, Forza Horizon Five. So they had, um, they even had what was it? The the thing. One of the things they showed off for that was that they had somebody who was able to interpret sign language for you, like on or, screen, yeah, on screen yeah. sign language interpreter. Yeah, that was in, insane. I, I, I weirdly get excited for this award. I think they started yeah. it last year, and last yeah. year there was like, when they go into details <clears throat> or you start reading up of some it's of these games, that it's it's so cool. Like, and, and it, it's just great allowing mm-hmm. more and more people to play. Uh, you know, so little things like that. So I was like, oh, it's insane that they're just, they have, they paid somebody, brought them in to do sign language uh, interpretation, and they're going to, I don't know where on the screen, but put it somewhere on the screen. So mm-hmm. cool stuff. Yep. Um, the most anticipated game was Elden Ring. That's not surprising. No. You didn't think so, Matt? What was your most? In- it oh. wasn't surprising, but it was, again, I'm not a, yeah. I'm not a Dark Souls or Souls fan. So, I was like, okay. Well, and again, it just had a tech test that people got to play. So it was fresh in people's minds. Yeah. That's the yep. key, man. Um, my, my my joke most anticipated was Halo Infinite. <clears throat> <sighs> <laughs> anyways. Anyways. Um, this one I was actually really, really happy about. Best performance. Maggie Robertson as Lady D. Well deserved. Very well deserved. She crushed. Yeah. Yeah, she crushed it. Um, best score and uh, and music was given to Near Replicant. Uh, best art direction, Death Loop. Also not a very surprising one. That no, one very, so cool. very pretty game. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one I was really surprised by. Best narrative being Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Doesn't surprise me. I is yeah. it good? It's even it's actually really good. Even because compared like, to the uh, the the nominees for that too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, the narrative was, was fantastic. I was like all ready to brush that game off and not even care about it, and now I'm kind of like, maybe I'll go give it a try at some point. Obviously, I, wait for it to go on sale or something sometime. I think but. the Avengers game kind of sullied an yeah. impression of Marvel yeah. games I mean, at the moment. Fortunately, this one came up came out from how do you say Idios? Idos. Montreal. How it, yeah. Um. And it, you only play as uh, Star Lord, so it helps you focus. And but you could call on special abilities from your teammates to help you out. So that's cool. But it's it's I picked it up during the um, Black Friday sale on Xbox, and just yeah, it was so much fun. Nice. All right. Well, maybe we might have to give that a try then, Matt. Sounds I, like it's I might have pretty to. good. Yeah. And then of course. Game of the year went to It Takes Two. Last of Us Part Two should have won. I was so bad. Yeah, you were so upset. You were you were ready for the Last of Us Part Two to to win that one. Yeah, you know it. it I think it won what like best Reddit or whatever, and it like, won best performance. But I was surprised Resident Evil Eight didn't take a few more awards at this show. Yeah, I it got nominated for a lot. Though. It did. That I'll say, I thought that and Deathloop were going to kind of dominate the show. I really thought Deathloop was going to take a lot more. 
And honestly, I was I, I was actually really happy with the variety of games that won, which honestly makes makes watching the show a little more interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, like last year was so boring because it was like, oh, best this. Oh, yeah. Last of Us. Best that. Last of Us. You know, then like, maybe they took a, a note from that, too, because I think that was a pretty large criticism last year that like, yeah, The Last of Us Part Two kind of swept every single other game under the rug with uh, how many w- awards that it took away. Especially since so many other games, not saying Last of Us didn't deserve some of those awards, but like it just felt like, yeah, just came out at the right time. It was popular. And in like some other games that probably should have edged it out in a few of the scenarios or, you know, awards should have actually won. But no, it made it this year so much more exciting to watch and be like, I wonder what game because, right. you know, it wasn't just, you know, Deathloop and Resident Evil cleaning up, uh, you know, so it was, it was really neat. I was a little bummed. I haven't played it yet, but I imagine it's good after we played the first one. Psychonauts 2, I thought, would have won, at least won one award. I actually yeah. thought Best Art Direction might have it, gone to that. but It did win uh, Game of the Year at X-Play this year. I did catch that. So they did win Game of the Year somewhere. That's yeah. good. Yeah. I just meant an award. It didn't have to be Game of the Year, but... Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I was a little bummed because I know that... Uh, I'm I'm sure Tim Schafer might have been a little bit bummed about that. They put their heart and soul oh, yeah, into did. getting that sequel made. And not I saying need to else, play it. Yeah, not saying everybody else didn't, but yeah, that well, game was it it'd be cool after the fact to actually see what the ratio was for some of those in terms of like you know, how many people voted for which game among it doesn't need to be among the um uh the players, it could just be the actual jurist who who really decided because I think I was reading somewhere um, the jurists have 90% and the fans have 10% of the weight. Hmm. So the jurists really decided, not the fans. You're right. So it'd be cool to see what did the jurists actually vote for? Like were, were they all pretty much unanimously their picks or was it different for every single one? Or even the, um, you know how much like did the did the public actually do enough to weight it one right. way or the other? Yeah, too? did we switch a vote? That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, that would be kind of neat to know. Yeah, and that's it. That is what we had for awards. Like I said, it was um, it was pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Like if you were to trim down the the whole show to just the awards, <laughs> it would be like fifteen minutes. It was very very quick. The uh, the speeches were not very long. I, I love just like those. I forgot, what award was it? The one guy got, and he was just so nervous. He didn't like know what to say, or what was it? It was a. Oh, there was another game where the, the people came up on stage, and and they're like, "Okay, I gotta hurry up because the teleprompter is telling me to hurry up." And then my favorite was game of the year. Um, yeah, I, I got, what's the guy's name? Uh, Joseph um, something. Yeah, I, I love it because uh, earlier in the night, uh, Keely Goose was it? No, that's the composer. Anyways, whoever it was, um, earlier in the night, Keely's like, no, I'm not bringing you up here and giving you a mic. And then the guy goes yep. and his game wins game of the year. And he dropped like two F-bombs while he was up there. He was so excited. Um, I was like, this yeah. is amazing. I love it. Joseph Ferez. I, <laughs> I, I'm probably mispronouncing that, but yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, I thought that, that was, was a way to end Well, that, a, a small part of me that. was like, is this when, why it wins game of the year? So they could get him up there. So people want to see him drop some F-bombs because he always will. 
At least yeah. this time he didn't go on an anti-action um, game rant. <laughs> was that, I, I think know. that was last year. Maybe that was two was years it? ago. I don't yeah. remember. I don't know. I thought it was a good but way to end the night, though, mm-hmm. because it was just... He's very yeah, He was so excited. And the game's really good, so... It is. Yeah, no, the award side of it was very, very short. Yep. Um But, I mean, I think that's kind of the draw of it now. You know, this is all about the trailers. It's it's kind of what do we what do we call it? What did Mike call it in the Discord? It wasn't um, it was a Gamer Christmas is E three, and then it was a Gamer New Year is is Game Awards or something. It's because it's mostly looking at games that are coming in the next year and a half, Mm -hmm. right? So we get all these trailers for just some really cool stuff. It's starting to be a place to kind of do that like end of the year announcement. You know, mm-hmm. like, you know, which I think is really cool. Again, it adds the excitement. It gets more people to watch um, because they know they're going to get three hours of trailers and sprinkle in some awards. And, and you know, uh, yeah, I think I think compared to is this is this the eighth or ninth year they've done this. I remember watching early on and going, man, it's very cringe. Right. It's not all just Doritos and Mountain Dew. Right? Yeah. Or weird little games and antics they did backstage. I think they did that one year. It was. It was well, awful. Was, so was that one that still because Spike TV used to host the the show or used to produce? I don't know. Yeah, host it, produce it for with with Jeff being the actual host, if I remember correctly. It's it's. I'd have to go back and look. I just remember one of the early years they like kept cutting back, you know, to the you know backstage, yeah. and they had like I don't want to remember. I think it was Felicia Day was like doing all these weird games with contestants doing weird crap. So it was, yeah, it was dumb. But now it's more serious and mostly game trailers, which I think is awesome. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Um, honestly, I thought it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a lot of cool trailers that were there. Um, I did feel like, I don't know, part of me, while I am excited to see a lot of trailers and stuff like that, part of me does feel a little weird that it focuses so heavily on the trailers part of it. I know that that's what gets the eyeballs in, but part of me is like, it's still more of a celebration of the people who make the games because we don't really have a proper, you know, awards ceremony that's really formal and really like takes itself seriously kind of a event. Yeah. There's no Oscars or golden globes for game awards. Right. And so part of me is like, man, like you really should be kind of focusing on that because the, like without these people, we don't get the trailers, mm-hmm. you know, like you got to celebrate the people who put their blood, sweat and tears into this sort of stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, I love trailers. I love seeing new games come out. But part of me is like, well, I think I think it maybe would feel a little bit better if it was only a two hour show instead of three. Because then you, it would seem like there is more of those, you know, award, instead of sprinkling like the eight or so awards throughout three hours, if you kind of do it within a two hour window, it would seem like there's more of that. But yeah, no, I get your point. Focusing a little bit more on the creators and celebrating their accomplishments. You know, again, I don't think they have to go through every single one of these awards um, each year. But I mean, yeah, a few more would probably be better. Shorten the show. You could still do a lot of sweet trailers and stuff, but make it a two-hour show and bring up more, more, more devs and 
and well yeah so that get nervous some... while they're up there talking <laughs> well do, yeah well yeah that's gonna be definitely an issue but get some of the like those technical achievement kind of things like right you know movies get best cinematography and that kind of stuff and yeah that's kind of relevant for games too like i don't know yeah they could i they could identify they're probably not going to be the most well-known names for most fans but some of the actual like the real hard workers, the real innovators in the game industry. Right. Like, yeah. I'm sure that if we dug deep, I mean, we could get some really good, like technical achievements, right? you know, like besides like, you know, like, you know, best writing or something like that, you could still dig a bit deeper. Like, I don't know how you're going to do best programming or anything right. like that, but like at to, the same you have to time, do, pick you could do like, you know, like yeah. by team, you'd have to do it like, but yeah. Or like biggest innovation in a game series or something like that. Yeah. 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 And that's, I mean, <laughs> ideally I think that's where most of the focus should be. And the fact that they sped through a lot of the other awards kind of is a little weird too, because I mean, you know, the, the first half of these awards that I went through a lot of them, they just went bam, 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 yeah. bam, bam. And then there was no like applause. There was no nothing, you know, like, I'm sure that they could do more things surrounding gaming too. Like they have done it in the past with like, um, I think they've talked about like, you know, best like content creator or something like that. And I mean, there's a lot of people besides the developers that kind of go into the gaming sphere too. So they could do mm -hmm. stuff like that. I don't know. Best gaming podcast. We would win that every year. So they can't have that as a, they can't have that as a, <laughs> as an award. We're give, I'm giving my giving our podcast its own campy for best podcast. <laughs> yep, best Game Pass podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Most mentions of Game Pass go to Game Pass. There you go. <laughs> most most mentions of Game Pass by a podcast that isn't sponsored by Game Pass. Right. There you go. Speaking of Game Pass, they did mention that a little bit in the uh, in the show how they're uh, they had a little commercial for. Uh, Xbox Game Pass for PC, giving an act, getting an actual name, PC Game Pass. Makes sense. Not Xbox Game Pass. It's PC Game Pass. It's about yeah. time. Yep. Xbox now that PC Game Pass. Is that what it is? Xbox Game Pass? It's just, yep, just PC Game Pass. It should be XPC Cloud Pass. XPC you know. Cloud Pass X S. Yes, yeah. Series <laughs> S. Yep. Yeah. Cloud PC um, Gaming. I'm kind of curious. What did you guys think of some of the other things that were in the uh, that were in the show? Like some of the, um, you know, like they had Sting at the very uh, at the very start of the I show. Know, was weird. Looked, what was the he point of that? Bored as hell. So bored. <laughs> he looked bored. Is he in a game or something? Like, did I miss something about why he was there? I think he was just singing like a song. They just had from a performance. A mm -hmm. Okay. But I missed I missed what game it was from. But I was like, yeah, he looked so bored yeah he's um, kind of looking like why am i here no they uh like some of the other things like uh i thought the game awards orchestra did good i mean they played various music from games throughout the show especially the kind of mashup of some of the themes that they do it every year for the the game of the year they take all the um nominees and kind of do this uh, i don't know what you call that music where you kind of mash up some of the theme songs and mm -hmm. and, and kind of play it which is really cool um the 
was it Imagine Dragons? And I don't remember their names, but the people that did the music from Bastion. Bastion, yeah. That was kind of cool. And like I think a year ago, if that happened, I would have been like, who cares? But since we played Bastion this year, <laughs> it was like, oh, cool. Like, this, this Ashley actually Barrett cool. was the yeah, other Ashley one. Barrett. Yeah. Yep. And she's got a hell of a voice, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did find uh, Sting was singing a song from that League of Legends TV that's, show. That's right. Yeah. Oh. Mike would have probably ID'd that pretty quickly. Got it. Um, Trying to think of, I mean, we had Reggie out there for a little bit, which is kind of cool. Always good to see him. Yep. We love Reggie. Everybody loves Reggie. Everybody loves Reggie. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we could highlight before we move on to the campies. Nope, can't think of anything. Let's nope. move on to the campies. I feel like I should be wearing a tie right now. I looked. I don't we, have any. Yeah. I have ties, but I they're all... I was going to find a bow tie. Tied up right now. Yes. So this is the fun part where we get to dive back into the history of the last couple of... Uh, the Of the, the year, I guess. We look back at all the book clubs that we've accomplished through. Um, if you're not familiar with our book clubs, go back and listen to some of them. Uh, each month we pick a game, either from the community would uh, help us select one, or we rotate and we pick a game that we think would be fun to play for all of us to uh, play together and chat about it. And we do a whole episode just diving deep into uh, a nice discussion about the game that we had played, which is why we call it a book club, but it doesn't actually contain any books. So let's just go and recap what the games we actually played were. It was fun going back through this list because I did forget that we played a couple of these. I know that (laughs) I did not play one of these games. So in order, starting in January, we had A Plague Tale Innocence. February was Control. For the month of March, we had Ion Fury. Uh, April was Undertale. May was Metro 2033 Redux. Uh, for, what did I say? That was May? We're in June now. <laughs> June, thank you. June, we had Journey. For July, it was Destroy All Humans. August was Psychonauts. September was Bastion. October, of course, was Resident Evil. And for November, we had 12 minutes. December, we don't do one. We uh, only we spend half campies. of this. We do the campies instead, and uh, we take a bunch of time off. So here are the categories for the Book Club Awards, which is what we're going to start off with first. The categories are as follows. Best Story, Best Art Direction, Best Audio Score and Music, and the worst of the campies, the worst <laughs> game. So throwing a little bit of salt in there. All right. Um, besides that, we also have a few awards that we'd like to give out for games that we played for the remainder of the year, but we'll get into those when uh, when we get to that. So for the book club campies, best story. We're just going to kind of round robin these, and we're going to talk about why you decided to pick it for this year's campy award. Um and then we'll see if we kind of line up on that or if uh, we were all in completely different directions. So, Chris, what was your pick for best story of the 2021 book club year? Undertale. He has chosen Undertale. Why mm-hmm. did you choose Undertale? Uh, it probably had the most unique story of all of them. And the one I probably, 
it was the least predictable of all the games we were playing for me to know exactly where we were going to end up. So. All right. All right. Matt, what was your choice for the best story? I actually almost did Undertale too, but I didn't. I went actually with the Plague Tale Innocence. Mm. Uh, just the, I mean, I guess going into it, I thought it just kind of dealt with the, the Black Plague and all that, which it did, but it just kind of got more interesting and more fun and going on the, the journey with Amicia and Lucas. Hugo. Hugo. Amicia and Hugo. I mean, Lucas was there. <laughs> For some of it, yes. <laughs> Did that one on purpose. Uh, Amicia and Hugo, it was just, it was just, I had a lot of fun with it. And then to top it all off with the rat tornadoes at the end, it was just, it's a good time. Cool. Uh, for me, the best story, I also picked a Plague Tale Innocence. I think um, out of all the games that we have played this year, um, I felt, I felt feelings playing that game. Um, I thought that the narrative was very, very good dealing with, you know, concepts of, death and family and um, a little bit of like vengeance and things like that in there. Um, plus you had a really, really good cast of characters that all lended to basically telling such an amazing story. Um, and it was one of those games that I honestly didn't think that I would like going into it, but I absolutely loved it. So that is definitely my pick for best story. Best art direction is our next category. Uh, Chris, would you like to start us off with your pick for best art direction? Yeah, uh, this is when I start joining you guys, A Plague Tale Innocence. Um, it's use of lights, colors in general, just the actual look of the whole world I just thought was incredible. And um, it's, yeah, it still sits with me. It's just an incredibly, uh, gorgeous feels like the wrong word to use because there's a lot of really grim stuff in there, <laughs> but gorgeous frankly fields of dead soldiers can look gorgeous too yep and piles of what was it pigs yeah pigs, and pigs bodies, cows, bodies yeah. rats oh god that's yeah. a good time all right that's a good pick good pick what did you what did you think matt what was your pick for best art direction i really like bastion the did we ever decide when we did the book club it was, it was like a kind of hand, a painted hand-drawn kind of look and then just obviously how the the world itself was kind of built around you as you it walked just I, I thought it was just really cool and unique and i just had a fun time running through that world and just seeing how the the world kind of evolved and the the the, the characters and 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 everything it was just it was a lot of fun it was such a great looking game and again whatever i don't know what kind of art you call that that again it looked like kind of painted but also draw i don't know Whatever. Yeah, it was, whatever it was very style like, stylized art. Mm -hmm. Yeah, style. I thought that was just really cool. Yeah. Uh, so for me, I decided to go with Resident Evil Village as oh. my best art direction. I loved, loved the way that they they captured sort of this like medieval Gothic looking um, tiny village with that the the inside of a uh, castle Damatresque so good that was mm -hmm. so beautiful with like you know you had the little like blood pools and um <laughs> while some of the levels i didn't think were very great atmospherically and artistically i thought they were really really good they really sold the boss that you were going to fight whether it be like the big fetus monster oh, or um heisenberg with his crazy goofy factory even if it might not mesh super well with the rest of it i thought it just was absolutely gorgeous it's a very it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. 
So that was our picks for best art direction. Now moving on to best audio score and music. What Chris was your pick for the score music and audio? I want to say this right now. I am not just copying whatever you said last, but I did pick resident evil village because just the incidental sounds throughout the whole game, like really draw you in and kind of mess with you a little bit. I mean, mm-hmm. and the baby is utterly terrifying and creeped me out far more than I think anything else in any other game has disturbed me and made me uncomfortable. And it's just, it was just really well done and draws you into the world and lets you really feel what Ethan feels while he's there. Yeah, it's true. That's some creepy sounds too. That baby was, mm-hmm. yeah. And the guns sound fantastic. Just everything sounds great. Yeah, that was really good. Uh, Matt, what was your pick for best audio? This was mostly because of the soundtrack, but I was kind of thinking back to all the games we played and just realized I I listened to the Undertale soundtrack so much (laughs) because it was so good. Uh, I don't know what it was about that soundtrack. I I just really dug it and listened to it probably more than a bunch. A lot of the the games uh, we have here had great soundtracks, but that was my main reason for picking it. It was just such a fun soundtrack. It really added to the the world, the the music as you're fighting or or dancing or whatever it is you were doing, you know, with the various bosses and monsters in that were just, it was just a lot of fun. Um, That was my pick, Undertale. Nice. All right. Um, So my pick for best audio score and music was Bastion. And that was mostly because of the soundtrack as well. Yeah. And I'm glad that they actually played Zia's theme at mm-hmm. uh, the Game Awards, which mm-hmm. I thought was pretty cool. I was I was a little I was a little tickled by that. That was a, a really close second. I yeah. almost went with Bastion. It has an one. amazing, amazing soundtrack. The people at um, Supergiant just have always crushed it with their soundtracks. I I will say I almost picked Control just because of the song near the end of the game when you walk into oh, the yeah. room and the music video pops up. I was, <laughs> almost selected it. But no. that 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 was really good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So on Chris to, is ready for this one. On to a salty category. Uh, <sighs> out of all the games that we had played for the 2021 book club year, what do you think was the worst game that we had played? Chris, you want to start us off with this one? Yeah. Um so I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna preface it this way. Uh, overall, I I can't really say I great I disliked any of the games we played. So I, I it was really picking what game spoke to me the least. And that had to be Ion Fury. Okay. Because I, I it's it's I to for me I have I had passed by that genre of games and it just didn't speak to me as much as some some of the other ones had. Um, it's still a really good game and it does bring back a lot of memories of Duke Nukem and, um, um, kind of nineties shooter. Yeah. Yeah. Doom and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I was about to name some really bad ones from that era, but it doesn't (laughs) shadow warrior. I was going to say Dark Dark Forces. (laughs) Um, Dark Forces. I did love that game, but yeah, it just, it didn't grab me as much as some of our other games did, but I could, I could guess that some other ones are going to come up now. All right, Matt. I I was so excited for this one because I just won the shit on one of you guys so bad. Uh, much like what Chris said, though, I'll echo. I, pretty much all the games were kind of fun. And then looking back at this, I was 
I was like, what, what's the worst game we played? And sorry, Rich, I'm going to pick one of your games. 12 minutes. Oh. I was looking, I was looking and like, what is the one? Like, cause Chris is sitting here expecting me to say Metro. Like, yeah, yeah, I really was. Yep. <laughs> like there was a lot of stuff wrong with that, but it was a shooter. So it was easier for me to still enjoy it. Even though there was a lot of not great about it. 12 minutes I struggled with and got frustrated. And it really just, that's the game. I look back at all the 11 games we played and go, what was the one that really just annoyed the shit out of me? Well, like, okay. Yeah. Metro wasn't great, but it was really 12 minutes because I sucked at that game so bad that it, it, I got so frustrated with it. Um, There was a lot of good about it, a lot of neat stuff, but like, I just struggled with it. And I would say to me, that was probably the worst game I, I played this year just because I was so bad at it and got so frustrated. Hey, so. that's fair. We got to we gotta dump on somebody's game. <laughs> All right. So in the same vein, what I was looking for when we were picking the worst game, because like what you guys have said, none of these games I actually hated. Mm-hmm. Like I actually really enjoyed playing pretty much everything. But when I really was coming down to like, what was the game that I enjoyed the least is what I picked for my worst mm-hmm. for the worst game. And for me, that game was journey. Um, and the reason I picked journey is because it was really short. Mm-hmm. It was very linear and you didn't really do that much. Um, there was a lot of like neat set pieces, um, you know, with, there weren't any there wasn't any dialogue in the game so i mean you kind of had to interpret whatever the story was kind of throwing at you there were a little bit of puzzles here and there and there were some cool moments of it but out of all the games that we had played i didn't get as much enjoyment out of it as i would as i got pretty much every other game you know it didn't blow me away like um undertale or a plague's tale um and it didn't really yeah like give me that sort of like 90s nostalgia comfort that ion fury did or you know bring me back to you know some good times with bastion so um it wasn't just nostalgia that i was looking at it was just what did i enjoy the most and journey i enjoyed the least out of every one of these games taking shot at our first ever community pick game yes i did (laughs) i'm sorry trey sorry Uh, yep (laughs) so to go along with that though we're not gonna end it there we're gonna end on a positive we need we need some goaties up in this bitch. <laughs> All right. So what is your guys' pick for your like if you were to be the one judge of the campies, what is your pick for goatee of the book clubs? Chris, start us off. Uh control. It it it's not the best at the categories we talked about, but just all together, it was so much fun. I loved every second of it. And the expansions with the connection to Alan Wake, just, you know, fanboy and me got really excited. So that's, that's my a game. fair pick. Yeah. That's, that's the one game I didn't play oh, out, of this, right. out of this year's book club. Yep. I was busy that February. Mm-hmm. All right, Matt, what is your goatee pick? I like, it didn't win any of my individual awards, but I think, overall out of enjoyment of art and audio like everything probably resident evil village Mm. i i think overall i think that was the one that was just like you know that like the story wasn't the best or you know but it was good especially since we played resident evil 7 you know so seeing the craziness craziness with ethan it was just you know what was going on with him uh fun with the gameplay the world design like everything i think overall that was probably my favorite one playing you know that I played this year. 
That's a, hey, that's a fair pick. That's a fair pick. All right. Uh, so for my book club goatee, I chose A Plague Tale Innocence. Nice. Um, I think just as a complete package, that game brought everything. It was an emotional story. It was really, really fun and innovative gameplay. It was pleasantly surprising because, like, like I said, it, it was one of those games that I wasn't sure if I was going to like. It was outside my comfort zone, and I was a little leery. I'm like, okay, am I actually going to like this, or am I going to have to railroad through this because I'm going to be bored as shit? No, I, I loved every second of it. I thought it was just a great game. So that was why I picked a Plague Tale as my goatee game. And there you have it. Those are the campies for the 2021 book club series. Uh, hopefully some of you, the dear listener, have participated in some of those book clubs. And we are very much looking forward to picking up the book club next year. However, we're not going to stop there. We still got a lot more awards to give out. So here is a word from our sponsor. All right, sponsorship uh, is over because we don't have any. So we're going to go on to our next couple of picks. Uh, we decided that as a um, as a uh, as a general pick for the 2021 year, we wanted to go and take a look at some of the games that we played that weren't necessarily in the book club, but it's not limited to just the book club. So we wanted to go back, see what sort of games we thought deserved rewards in our eyes. And uh, we're going to start it off with the following um, categories for the general picks awards. And those are going to be best story, best art direction, best audio score, these are starting to sound very familiar. Uh, best single player, best multiplayer, best co-op, best new series, best gameplay, and our own goatee for the games that we have played, as well as the most anticipated game of 2022, the one we are looking excited for the most in the future. So we're just going to go around and we're going to do the same thing. We're going to do it in order from the list that I just spouted off. We're going to start with best story. Matt, what do you, what, what is your pick for best story? The general it's, campy It's awards. kind of a, it's a tale that's been told many a times, uh, but I'm, I'm enjoying the journey along with it is uh, Detroit become human, right? Oh, we've seen it with, we've seen it uh, with data. We've seen it in Westworld with, I forget what her name is and the other, androids in there but like that whole are you know that whole story of androids becoming sentient and then do they have you know are they their own individual people mm. type thing right you know uh and i'm just i'm i'm just really enjoyed the story there it's a lot of fun um and and funny enough that's a quantic dreams game as we were just talking about star wars eclipse so playing that game and then watching the eclipse trailer i was like i just hope the same level of storytelling is there in that game as there is in uh, detroit that's a solid pick. All right, Chris. Um, for me, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Um, Ooh, nice. I'm a big. I was a fan of the original PlayStation. Well, the PlayStation Four Spider-Man game, and Miles Morales just knocked it up a whole new notch, and um, was a blast. Just so good to play. All right, gets you uh, the feels too. That's good. All right. Uh, for me, my best story was It Takes Two kind of borrowing a little bit from the actual game awards. Um, 
my wife and I had played through It Takes Two, and I thought it was a very, very touching story. And I don't honestly play a lot of story games throughout the year that isn't book club related. <laughs> and I didn't want to give the book club more awards. So, yeah, <laughs> It Takes Two. It uh, won a special place in my heart. All right, so we're going to move on to the best art direction. Um, same idea as the book club, kind of looking for that overall look and feel of the game, how it, you know, how cohesive is it to the rest of the game and really sells the immersive experience. Chris, what is your pick for the best art direction for 2021? <laughs> uh, this one was uh, honestly kind of an easy one for me, though I feel like uh, it kind of feels like cheating, but Deathloop. I absolutely just, mm -hmm. that game is amazing. I entirely agree with the game awards on that one. Solid pick, solid pick. Matt, what do you think? What is your best art direction for 2021? Uh, I I really I played through the the I guess main game and the D, and then the DLCs this year that came out was Doom Eternal and uh, more importantly the Ancient Gods Part One and Two. Doom Eternal with uh, ray tracing. I know. Let's laugh. Ray tracing, 4K HDR. This game looks amazing and really just pulls you into hell, and it's fantastic, and I love it. And it was just such a great, great looking game. You all should play it. So ray tracing. So it's the ancient gods is basically what you're going with. The ancient gods part one and two, but I mean just Doom Eternal in general would probably be a good <laughs> answer too. That's fair. That's fair. Doom Eternal as a whole, the story, including yeah. the DLC. That's fair. All right. So for me, for best art direction, I actually, this is going to be kind of a funny one because it's, you know, barely a game, but I'm actually giving this one to Star Citizen. Mm. I've been playing, I started playing Star Citizen earlier this year, um, and I have truly been captivated by how beautiful that game actually is. It's barely functioning as a video game. Okay, that's not fair. It is a... <laughs> It's pretty far along and they've done a lot with it. And I actually really enjoy playing it. But there are some, you know, vistas and things like that that make the game absolutely gorgeous and sell you that you really are in an immersive universe. So like, you know, being able to land my ship on top of like a mountain on one of the planets and looking over the sun setting over the clouds that I know that the planet is actually rotating around and seeing it just like, dim the lights as the stars come out and all that it just it sells it so well i think it's just beautiful nice cool so moving on uh the next category that we have is best audio score and music chris what is your pick unpacking it uh is probably one of the most relaxing games i've played in quite a while uh the music is very chill very just calms you down a bit and what really impresses me the most is they recorded audio for the different objects in the game being dropped on different surfaces so it's all very distinct and unique sounds and that's just mind-blowing that someone sat there and just did that oh, that's cool matt what is your pick for uh, best audio score and music of 2021 this one, this one was tough for me uh and maybe next year we need to split it between music and then like and then actually audio design. Uh, I had to tell, I almost went with hell at loose with their audio design, but <laughs> really I went with just cause it, I've been listening to this for probably a straight week, the halo infinite soundtrack, you know, we'll have hopefully maybe one of our episodes or uh, when we we're back uh, next year, we'll have a little bit of review once we all get through halo infinite and uh, give our thoughts. 
but the soundtrack I can say right now is amazing. They, they, it's both new and uh, also includes so many themes from the original Bungie games that it's just, it, yeah, I love it. It's so fantastic. I, I don't even know the composer, but whoever did the, the music for Halo Infinite has, has my pick for Campy this year for best audio score music. Solid. Um, so my pick for best audio score and music is Valheim. Um, I love the chill tunes of Valheim when you're just kind of running through the planes. Um, the planes specifically, that track, I really, really love. Um, the boss battle music, I, I thought was always, you know, it's just really, really fun to get involved in that. I think that it sells the mood so well with that music. So I, I wanted to make sure that I gave that an, a, go, a proper shout out because I've loved that game so much. All right. So that's scratches off the audio score music. We're going to be moving on to the next category, which is the best single player. Chris, what is the best single player of 2021 that you have played this year? Like the game awards, I'm going with Guardians of the Galaxy. It, Guardians of the Galaxy. It just grabbed my attention and just never let it go the whole time I played it. Awesome. It was so much fun. Cool. Yeah, again, we're going to have to check that one out. Matt, what is your pick for best single player? Best single player, like, I mean, nothing better than just ripping and tearing through a bunch of demons. The the 30 seconds of fun gameplay loop. I know 30 seconds of fun is a bungee halo mm-hmm. thing, but like still just how insane especially the the ancient gods uh part one and two um what is it the little like gore nest things where you would spawn and there'd be a certain area it locks you into and sends a couple different waves at you like just the insanity and when you get through that you're just like fuck yeah that was so cool so it was just just playing through that just the experience through that along with just the insane story again going through hell or well in the ancient gods you you fight a couple gods and Oh, I won't say too much because it's still pretty new and I don't want to spoil it. But <laughs> yeah, it's it, it it was just insane. It's an insanely good time. So awesome. Awesome. All right. Um, so this one might actually be kind of surprising. And while I might have problems with some of it game might have some problems with some of the game, I honestly think that like as far as a single player, I have not had this much fun in a single player in so long and that is going to halo infinite um wow. i think that the single player the campaign for it while i might have some problems with the narrative i might have some problems with some of the external systems of the game just the regular like you said that 30 seconds of fun when it comes down to some of those missions some of like the, the fighting the grappling like all the stuff that you can do in the game i had such a blast with the campaign so um, I decided that it, you know, I got to give one out to my, you know, to my, my bread and butter here. <laughs> so I got to give one out to Halo Infinite for that one. That was my best single player. Nice. All right. So to couple that, you know, playing games is usually better with friends. Uh, so we're going to make sure that we give a proper award to the best multiplayer game of 2021. Chris, what is your pick for best multiplayer? This is probably the hardest one. Uh, I was uh, somewhat tempted to give it to Hell Let Loose because it is such a fundamentally it's a really good multiplayer game, but my experience with it tends to be 
not as great because of my own abilities. Um, so instead, I went with a game that just felt right, and that was Halo Infinite. Halo Infinite. The multiplayer just reminds me of playing old school Halo. Like it, it. There's flaws. It's not perfect in some of the other aspects of it, and but you know, the complaints about the battle pass are out there, and some of the lists or um, playlists and everything aren't there. But the fundamental mechanics of the game are what I was looking for, and it just felt right. Jumping into a match just feels fun. It's kind of what I was saying with the uh, with the single players. Mm-hmm. Is the uh, the the general gameplay of it is just so strong. Yeah. Um, Matt, what is your best multiplayer? I mean, come on. Yeah, I've been are. talking about like it. I've been talking about it since June. Uh, it's it's hell let loose, man. It's it's I've got like 150 hours in that in the last. Six, couple of months six months or so uh you know just it just scratches that that kind of battlefield itch you know and then it's just so much better whenever you get into a good squad um you know whether that's with friends or you're lucky enough to get a good squad of randos it can just as we said in when we did our little kind of like review of it like it can be one of the best experiences but also one of the worst um, but I'm good enough now where I'd like to say most of my experiences are, are, pretty, are pretty good now you know um but yeah, I just I love that game, and it's probably going to be a while before I, I put that down and move on to something else. It's pretty good um, for me. I mean, I might not have been playing it as of recently because of Halo Infinite, but Halo Infinite is not my pick for best multiplayer. Instead, it gave I gave it to its younger cousin, Splitgate, is my pick <laughs> for best multiplayer. Um, when that. When I when I first picked up on it in I think it was like June or July or something like that, I I was immediately in love with the game. It really really captures that arena shooter so well. It's so innovative with that portal mechanic and all of the different like game modes and Matt like how well it plays with other people, especially with friends. Is just it's so incredibly good so i i have to give it up to them because they have such a good offering for multiplayer that it was it it deserves an award all right so moving on to the next category which is best co-op we might not play a lot of these but i think there are a couple of these that definitely stand out above the rest chris what was your pick for best co-op this is another really tough one because there are some really good co-op games like it takes two is a really good co-op phasmophobia is a really good co-op um but at the end of the day i gave it to a game that probably wouldn't come to people's mind initially but in my head it is co-op is so fundamentally a part of the game and making it work that i'm giving it to hell let loose nice if you don't work together you are going to lose that's true (laughs) And and loss we have many yeah. times yep. from not cooperating. Mm-hmm. Though our squads generally cooperate, it's just getting everyone yeah. else to do it. Right, is the issue. And when you do cooperate, ooh, oh my just, god, it just, just feels flows. good. Yes. All right, good pick, good pick, uh, Matt. What was your choice for best co-op game? As a group, we've we've played a lot of kind of fun 
I've you know played other co-op games with other friends too, but as a group, I thought most of the ones we played this year were pretty solid. You know, Hell Let Loose, Sea of Thieves, Valheim. They were all a ton of fun. But the one I think, thinking back, that I had the most fun with was was Phasma, Phasmophobia. Wow, you know? okay. Um, I haven't played that in a while because we we well, we played that for a good month or two mm-hmm. straight, and it was just it was a lot of fun. I, it was so cool getting in and taking down ghosts or getting mad because we couldn't get the the ghost to summon or whatever the, the get a picture water or get a picture or something but it was just it was a lot of fun to play with you guys and bs mm-hmm. and you know in my case be that guy that just stood in the ghost room and tried to get the best picture you know it was a good time i had a lot of fun with that we'll have cool. to do the uh new update sometime yep yep the cursed objects update yeah. all right so my pick for best co-op game um this one was a pretty easy one. Uh, it, it takes two. Mm. Uh, I, I don't think I've ever played a co-op game that I've liked more ever. Like, I think that this really, really came out strong from the beginning and from, you know, the first couple of levels that Heather and I did, we just, it like, we were hooked. You know, we it was so much fun to do the little puzzles and really, really feel like you have to coordinate a bit to actually progress through the game, so... Yeah, that one was a that one was an easy sell for me. <laughs> All right, so you know, there's a lot of games that come out throughout the year. Um, many of them could be sequels or prequels or interquels, but for this one, we really wanted to highlight what was the best new series slash game. Like, what was the best new game that came out this year for you, Chris? Um, Deathloop. Deathloop. I nice. want to, and it, it's just because everything felt so polished. I mean, clearly they took a lot of what they did with um, the uh, Dishonored, there it is, series, and just built on that. And I just, I want to see more, like <laughs> so much more, because the game is so great. And come out on Xbox Game Pass, maybe. Um, That'd be nice. Because then more people could play it. But yeah, no, I, it's definitely Deathloop. All right, Matt, what is your pick for best new series? I unfortunately might start sounding like a broken record here, just for, you know, <laughs> a little Wait, foreshadowing. Let me, let me guess. It's phasmophobia. Phasmophobia, yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Hell Let Loose. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I, I figured that. Yeah. Uh, again, it, it just, think, it, was, it was hard, like, just thinking through some of these categories, hard not to pick, honestly again spoiler a few of the awards they're going to go to hell at loose because i just for for it, it it just feels good i have so much fun playing it it's a it's the first game in a very long time where i just sunk hours into and then there goes my saturday you know or you know every night in a week like dude let's all get on and play and and uh and I've wanted to, uh, you know, scratch that battlefield itch for the longest time because I, I haven't been able to scratch that itch since Bad Company 2. And, you know, being able to do that is with this game is just, I love it. It's just so much fun. And I'm excited to see them add more stuff to the game, like the Pacific and, and you know, all that, uh, whatever they're doing with the future updates, because they're going to be continuing to add more content to it. So, yeah, it's probably my, my best new game, I guess, of the year, because it's not really a series. That's true. Yeah, best new game. Um, so for me, um, I'm giving it to one that I've already given an award to, but I thought it was, it definitely deserved it. I'm giving it to Valheim. Um, 
for a, a brand new game that came out earlier this year that kind of like, I mean, it took the world by storm, man. Mm-hmm. Like everybody was getting in on Valheim and I could see immediately why when Chris, when you spun up that server and we were kind of plowing through some of the earlier <sighs> content together, like, like I could tell, like both of us were just like, in love with this game we were just like wow this is so cool like i absolutely love every minute of this this is so great so i had to give it i had to give it to valheim on on that one all right so i mean a game is nothing without the gameplay and i think you know mechanics uh speak to a lot of the game's quality and you know really if you're not having fun then what's the point in playing the game so this next category is best gameplay so, Chris, what is your pick for best gameplay of 2021? Valheim. It, it had to be. Because no game let you really just kind of explore the mechanics and didn't really punish you that harshly for mm-hmm. it. Um, and if, if you're watching this video and you haven't watched us go after Bone Mass, for the love of God, do it. Because it was a hell of an experience. That was uh, so fun. <laughs> so amazing. Um, it... it, it re- rewarded your exploration and it didn't really hold your hand and it just was so much fun like building structures was awesome the combat was fun like every part of it just felt good or us trying to uh take down um motor yeah (laughs) we had to build that stupid castle to take out motor well and and then she just like heated the whole castle (laughs) but we won at the second time we won um or like my uh i'll still always remember i think we were fighting bone no it wasn't bone mass it was something else maybe it was mortar and i'm i'm trying to run back over there and re-get my stuff I'm naked running through the woods and I can look over and I see skeletons fighting an ogre just off in this slight distance. And I'm like, this game's just weird. I love this. This is great. <laughs> and, but yeah, now it's Valheim. Yeah. Solid experience. Mm-hmm. Matt, what was your pick for best gameplay? <laughs> the the <laughs> squad mechanics when you're working together yeah. and if you're working together with the other squads, Pushing together, again, it can be one of the best or worst experiences, but if you get a good commander, good group of squad leaders, uh, and your own squad is working together well, Hell Let Loose is just a shit ton of fun. I won't say any more because, again, keep, can't say enough about Fine. it. So then I'm just going to stop. <laughs> I'll say something about that for you. The idea that a brand new player can just jump into that game and play a role and pretty much do fine, but you can have the more experienced players really kind of guiding things along. It's just crazy, and and the game rewards that concept. Yep. The game rewards working together Mm -hmm. and playing your roles, and uh, there's no... There is grinding to unlock things, but it's not like... It's more of it's giving you more options, not necessarily going to make you better than this person or that person. It's just Mm -hmm. going, oh... You know, I got a different, you know, now I can carry explosive, extra explosive ammo for and follow my AT guy, anti-tank guy around and let him refill on rockets. You know, that's a different role for that, that, that support class. So, yeah, it's just a great game. I love the gameplay and how it all just works together. If you work together. <laughs> it's true. So for, for my pick for best gameplay, also Hell Let Loose. Um, I think just because the game is so even though we play so many of those maps over and over and over, the gameplay is so dynamic that it just, 
every time you play it, it feels a little bit different. And like you said, working together and having to fill a role and the game changes based on what role you, it really does change Mm -hmm. based on what role you play. You play medic, everyone's going to yell at you for not resing them. You play engineer, you know, you get to sit behind the lines and start building like structures and things like that. Or, you know, if you want to just go out and kill people, play machine gunner and you'll get 50 kills in a match or something like that. You know, like it's such a great game just on its gameplay alone. Um, and I think just the fact that it is such a great multiplayer experience just is a great layer of icing on top of that delicious cake. All right. So this is the, the moment we've all been waiting for. Well, almost. Almost. Well, before we get to the game of the year, which I'm pretty sure I know what it's going to be for Matt. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get to looking towards the future we have a whole nother year for the campfire gaming podcast we got a whole nother year of like book clubs and more content and news and reviews and all sorts of stuff but we want to know what is your most anticipated game for 2022 chris what are you looking forward i really struggled on this one i'm not gonna lie i probably spent the most time here Uh, a lot of good stuff coming next year right I mean, like, I'm super pumped about Dying Light 2 because I'm a huge fan of the original. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I have to go where my heart really lies, and that's Starfield. Starfield. All right. Just have to wait a long time. Yes. <laughs> like, probably late next year. Yeah. I think, that's I think when it's November slated. 20th, 22nd. I remember seeing it. Now I can't recall yeah, it. They, they put a, yeah, they put they, a date to it. I can't yeah. remember. All I'm thinking is 11, 11, 11, but that's Skyrim. Yeah, that's yeah. That was a few 11, years 11. ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Matt, what is your most anticipated game of 2022? This this one was a hard one for me, too. Uh, Starfield was up there. Uh, Plague Tale Requiem, Hellblade 2, uh, Halo Infinite when it comes out of early access. You know, all games I'm looking forward to next year. But the one I'm just, I think I'm most excited for as assuming it doesn't get delayed anymore is it's going to make me go out and try to be probably about the time it actually comes out. Like maybe the 20th person that tries to get a place to, you know, that gets a PlayStation five, but God of war Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. I love the first one. And I'm so excited. This is, you know, one of the games, uh, you know, this and like an uncharted uh, game are what make me go out and get a PlayStation. And I- I'm so excited. This game looks like it's going to rock and uh, you know, or Ragnarok. Right, oh, uh, <laughs> and we're done. Boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom, boom. So I, I'm I'm excited for this. I hope it uh, still remains in the the 2022 window, um, and I hopefully can find a PlayStation Five when it comes out. Good so, luck, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> um. So for my most anticipated game of 2022, we've seen trailers for this plenty of times already, and I get excited literally every time I see a new trailer or even the same trailer. And I'm so pumped to see to play Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. <laughs> I am so looking forward to that. I that is easily my most anticipated for 22. Sure. I'm playing through the one shot right now with somebody. Right. It's it's as good as I remember it was. Yeah. <laughs> so. I just played that for the first time, like I think last year was the first time that I had played through that. And I was like, I can see why everybody just hypes this up so much. Mr. Torg, blow up those airships. Oh, now you just destroyed the defenses. Now blow up the ocean. 
<laughs> oh boy. Yep. Good time. All right, fellas, it's time to get this all put together. It is out of all the games that we've played, out of all the experiences that we have experienced over the course of 2021. It's time to pick the best of the best. And that is, what is your pick for game of the year for 2021? Chris, what are you picking? No game, I feel like, wrapped up its trilogy as well as the game I'm about to, uh, to pick. Uh, and it also has a really good preview of what its VR experience can actually be. Um, it's got a lot of options for the player. It, it has a lot of places for you to explore. Uh, and it has a lot of ways for you to end the lives of other people. And that game is Hitman 3. Plus, you could drop it like a, like it's hot in a, uh, as a DJ in a Berlin club. Like, it, that game's <laughs> flipping awesome. <laughs> nice, nice. Good pick. I had not played it. I had not what? played it, but the VR experience is sold. I uh, so it's right now. It's currently only VR and PlayStation, so it's very limited. But they have mm-hmm. announced that they're bringing it to PC this next year. So okay. I'm hoping for a more robust system. But yeah, the VR as it stands, like standing on a a skyscraper in Abu Dhabi and looking down, and just all of a sudden you're. Everything just sinks. you get the vertigo and yep. all that. <laughs> it's just like no, I can't move at all. But uh, I'm excited. I love all it. All right, all right. Good pick. Good pick. Matt, did Hell Let Loose win Game of the Year this year for you? I'm gonna throw a curveball here. <gasps> the Last of Us Part Two. No, of course Hell Let Loose <laughs> won. Yes, it was. It was, it's my game of the year. I obviously it's won a couple of my awards here. Uh, you know, I'm, and I'm just going to stop talking. I've said enough about it. So <laughs> it's, it's a great game. Go play it. Join our discord. Come play with me. It's a good time. All right. So for my game of the year pick, I mean, this one was a pretty hard one because I've played quite a few games this year that were really, really good. I've also played quite a few games that were really, really bad this year. But the one that stood out above the rest and the one that I definitely had, you know, going back to the book club thing, it's, you know, what did I have the most fun, the most enjoyment out of, out of this entire year? And that was Hell Let Loose as well. Definitely sold on, you know, the fact that they finally made it out of early access this year. So we're all super happy with them. Um, they keep adding in great updates. You know, we got the, the Eastern front update. We got new tanks just recently with new sound effects. So they're constantly adding new content and the gameplay itself is just, it's just chef kiss. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Um, so I had to give it to hell let loose. Understandable. Yeah. It's, it's a really it good one. Just mm-hmm. had so much fun with it. Well, that wraps up the campies for 2021. Matt, would you like to bring us home for the closer? I don't have any words prepared. I'm sorry. So this will be another train wreck like last week. But no, thank you very much for listening to us this year and at this episode. I had a ton of fun recording with you guys this year, and I hope the rest of the fans enjoyed listening to our banter and our good and bad picks and opinions and all that fun stuff this year. 
Uh, thanks for listening to the campies. Be sure to come and uh, subscribe to our podcast on both YouTube and wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find our links at campfiregamingpodcast.com. Uh, yeah, where all our social links are and things like Spotify and Apple podcasts, and all that fun, good stuff. But again, thank you guys for a wonderful year. Thank you listeners. And uh, until, until I guess 2022, we'll see you next time around the campfire camp, camp, campfire. God damn it. <laughs>